Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the Wickedly Smart Women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Green Forest, and today we welcome our very special guest, Dr. Roberta Shaler. Roberta Shayla, PhD, is the relationship help doctor, and she provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis. Her mission is to provide the insights, information, and inspiration for clients and audiences to transform relationships with themselves and other humans to be honest, respectful, and safe in all ways. Even the United States Marines have sought her help. Dr. Shaler focuses on helping the partners, exes, and adult children of the relentlessly difficult people she calls hijackles to stop the crazy making and save their sanity. Author of 16 books, including Escaping the Hijackle Trap and Stop, That's Crazy Making, she hosts two podcasts, Emotional Savvy and Save Your Sanity. Her YouTube channel for relationship help has reached over 290,000 views. And I had the pleasure of meeting Roberta in person as an icon of influence. We were both icons of influence at the New Media Summit in San Diego. And it's such a pleasure to welcome you to the show, Roberta. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I've waited for this. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I really appreciate your clarity. I really appreciate your directness in serving the people that you're here to serve. I appreciate your identification of this particular problem in relationships. And I really appreciate you for all the years that you've poured in in your own life to uh, create this business to help so many people. So You know, I just want to start our time together by really pouring the appreciation on. (laughs) Thank you. I'd love to hear also, Roberta, what inspires you? Like, what was it that caused you to start working in this area yourself and to identify the hijackles and begin to help people to overcome the injuries that they received from those kinds of dynamics? Well, I'm an only child, and as it turned out, I had two hijackal parents, very different from one another. And when you have hijackal parents, Emerald, you only get validation by when you make them look good. So fortunately, I had the goods to do that. I played the piano, I sang, I was good at school, I won everything. It was all great, and I was on my way to be a medical doctor. And just as I was about to go to medical school, I found out I was pregnant. And so I took a detour and did a PhD in psychology. So when I had the opportunity to specialize, by then I had realized all the things that happen when you have toxic parents and how that sets you up 
for toxic relationships in your life. And on the other side, I realized how unequipped the people I went to for help were. So I pioneered working this all out, helping people understand. And I've been doing this work now for 34 years. Wow, that is amazing. So uh, having come from a family of origin myself, where I would say at least one of my parents was a hijackal, but the other one was an alcoholic. So I can definitely relate to what it feels like to be somebody who's grown up in a toxic environment. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit, Roberta, about you know some of the symptoms of being in a toxic environment, sometimes people just don't even realize it. until You don't know what you don't know until you're out of it and you look mm-hmm. back and you say, oh my God, that was a nightmare. So can you talk about some of the symptoms? Because I'm guessing that there may be some of our listeners who are in relationships with hijackals right now and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. One of the big things, Emerald, is that they have to win in all situations. They have to be right. So therefore, you're always going to be wrong. They're going to find fault with you. They're going to blame you for things that have nothing to do with you, that you had no power or control over, but it will all fall at your feet. And if you're with someone like that and you were raised by them, how can that possibly be for a child who has no power? But somehow everything landed in your court. And the only way that you could please a hijackal parent was to make them look good, as I said earlier. So you would only be validated when they felt that they were getting some benefit from your existence. Because it's sad and unfortunate to have to say that, but hijackals don't have love to give you. They have uses for you. And they're very good in public at mimicking what looks like loving behaviors. So what I say so frequently is they paint a public picture of perfection and then at home create a private place of pain. Mm. So when you go out into the world and you say, my partner, my parent, whomever behaves this way, they say, oh, no, you must be making a mistake. And a lot of therapists would say the same thing because you go to a therapist with your partner hoping someone will see the problem. But the hijackal manipulates, seduces, and exploits the therapist into believing that they are the wronged party. And many people then walk away feeling worse than if they hadn't gone and exposed themselves to the so-called help. So it's very important if you resonate with anything that we're talking about today and you go to look for someone to work with like myself, that you ask questions. Have you had this experience? Do you understand the implications? I had someone the other day say to me when I made that statement, she said, but I have this degree and we spent a whole day on personality disorders in my training. And I was like, Oh, great. You read a page or a chapter in a book, and now you know it's not the same thing. Mm, Totally and completely agree. Having gone through those exact same things that you're talking about myself, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, And I would say in my own case, it definitely is crazy making. It definitely is crazy making because especially if, so I ended up marrying a hijackal also, because that was what I was conditioned to understand as, you know, loving relationship was somebody who who behaved in that way. And when it became clear that the marriage had to be over and we ended up in the court system, 
it was even crazier making because it literally felt like I was I was the only person who was seeing and perceiving and everyone else wasn't seeing and perceiving the same thing. It was like being in two different realities. So can you talk to our listeners about how to be sane internally and trust yourself and trust your own perceptions? Is that something that you help them with? Absolutely. And that's a long journey. You know, because I say to people all the time, my work is about recognizing the patterns, traits, and cycles, then realizing the impacts on your own self-talk and your own relationships, then on realigning with your values and your vision for your life and who you want to be and how you want to be, and then being in the recovery process so that you regain your sense of self, your self-confidence, your trust, and your ability to love again. And these things have to be addressed. So yes, if you have been in a situation like this, maybe raised in a situation, you're going to attract a hijackle. But then when you try to get out and you go to court and all, the court system is not at all trained to see these things. It's a very adversarial system, which is right up the alley of a hijackle. So hijackles hire hijackle attorneys. I used to go to court on behalf of my clients. And then there would be two hijackles prancing around in the courtyard and and then in the court itself. And that was just frightening to see. And then you think about the court. It is a snapshot situation, not a video. What's put in front of them at the moment is what they see, that's what they hear. They have very little time. They have very little acquaintance with what's going on in this kind of dysfunction. So they see the photograph, hijackers photograph well. They really look terrible in a video, but they photograph well in an instant. So they'll put on their best selves for court and, you know, all the terrible things the other person did, which are all the things they did because they just project them back on you. And so we get a lot of very sad results from court, which is why when I'm working with my clients who are deciding if they're going to leave and all, I help them by informing them what this court process is going to be like and how to make it the best and most successful it possibly can be. Because if you do it the normal way, it won't work for you as well. Beautiful way that you have framed that as well, Roberta. Like I really am seeing what you're talking about, that it is. So you're right. It's a snapshot. It's not a video. And it is a, a, a situation where if you don't have help, if you don't have, if you're not mentally prepared, it's like adding more crazy on top of the crazy that you're already in. So we are very close to the break, and I think I want to take a quick break here. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how hijackles show up in the workplace as well. Because one thing that I know is that if you, from my own experience, is if you have these patterns of behavior and attraction, if you have these patterns of attraction, you end up attracting this same pattern not only in intimate relationships, but also in collegial relationships oftentimes. So when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use some help. If you are enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. 
I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are now in 27 countries. And I want to share that we are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world and shout out this week to our listeners in... Argentina wants to say hi. So thank you listeners in Argentina and we'll be right back with Dr. Roberto Shalar. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application. And we are back with Dr. Shaler, and uh, you can find out more about her at her website, transformingrelationship.com. We will have that in the show notes. And I'd also like to recommend and encourage you to uh, tune into her podcasts or her YouTube channel. She's obviously spent years putting a ton of content out there and has uh, hundreds of thousands of views on her YouTube channel. And, you know, sometimes it's it's those moments of brilliance that come through on a quick video or in a podcast that might make all the difference in your life and in your world. So uh, Roberta has such a wealth of wisdom that just this little short podcast is not going to even come close to delivering all that she has to offer. So Roberta, I want to talk about business. I want to talk about being an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. We've both been involved in a lot of different ways in the internet marketing space and the online space and uh, now in the podcasting space. And I'd love to have you talk a little bit about how the hijackal thing shows up in our business relationships and how to navigate that. Good question and great insights we need to have into that. You know, I've been podcasting since 2002 and I've been an entrepreneur since 1984. I met my share of hijackals. You know, as you were saying earlier, once you've been raised by hijackals, you have to do a whole lot of work. Otherwise, you are going to be hijackal bait. <laughs> That's what I call it. They find you terribly attractive and you, you attract them, which is a double whammy. So in the workplace, it's important to recognize people who want to have alliances with you and why. When you're an entrepreneur, you want to find people who actually understand the meaning of the word collaborate. And that is not as common as we would hope. That's been my experience, Emerald. I don't know what yours is, but collaborate to me means we're in it to win it together and we will support each other. We will have the three hallmarks of healthy relationships that I talk about all the time. And that is equality, reciprocity, 
and mutuality. And in the entrepreneurial space, if we're going to have a partnership of any kind, we want that to be the case. So, you know, it's even like doing our podcast. If a person has people to tell about the podcast, but they don't tell them, we've missed the reciprocity piece and we're not building each other up. We're not truly collaborating. So it's important in the workplace to notice if someone is wildly attracted to you and they start doing what we call love bombing, it applies to work as well as to personal relationships. You're the new person. They want, to, they want to engage you. They want to find out what you have. They want to find out what you need. They want to be the one who supplies it. They want to be the one you talk to, that you go to. You do all of that, and they're desperate to grab you before anybody else does. Or else you find someone who wants to have an up-down relationship. They pull themselves back, and yes, great things when we have mentoring relationships or femtoring relationships. That's a thing too. But there are people who want to use you. And as I said earlier, hijackals don't have love to give you. They have uses for you. And you need to be very sensitive to that. So if you have had a hijackal background and somebody starts to fawn all over you, that little person in you gets very excited that somebody wants you. And we have to grow up to that and find out not everybody who wants me gets me. And I mean gets me on every level. <laughs> they don't understand me. They don't have the opportunity to get in my head, in my heart, use my work, any of that. You have to be careful and watch for that. Of the books I've written, one of them is called Wrestling Rhinos, Conquering Conflict in the Wilds of Work. Great big book. It'll help you when you run into places that there are conflict or difficulties with communication, help you to understand. It's full of scenarios. And it happens in the workplace as an entrepreneur, and especially when there are few consequences. You know, many times in the digital world, there are no consequences, right? Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting that I'm listening, as I'm listening to the kind of the way that it plays out is I've seen it and I've also seen myself doing it. So when you've grown up with a hijackal background, is it fair to say that you don't really understand yourself how to have good relationships with people and can sometimes revert to either being used by the hijackals or becoming a hijackal yourself? In well, some you, situations. you may not become a hijackal, but you may have some hijackal traits. Mm. They're the only ones you know in order to keep yourself safe. And that's what you learned at the feet of hijackals who raised you, is how to keep yourself safe and in somebody's good graces or in a winning position. So yes, that will happen for sure. And it's important for us all to do our work. I mean, we all talk about that, but if you had a hijackal parent or you were in some kind of early environment or even a, an early marriage with a hijackal, it'll have rubbed off on you some, not only in the fact that you feel fearful and, and lacking confidence or the ability or willingness to love and trust, but it could rub off on you. I'm just writing a new book right now about one aspect of hijackal thinking and that aspect is what we call all or nothing or black or white thinking. So if you're raised by a hijackal, you immediately go to the worst case scenario and try to fend it off before anything happens. And the way that works is somebody says to you, you know, somebody you really care about says, I don't like that dress on you. 
And instead of saying, leaning in and saying, oh, what don't you like about it? Because I like it and learning about the other person, a person who's raised by a hijackal will go to, oh, they're going to leave me for somebody who dresses better. I mean, they've already gone to the end of the road <laughs> and tied it up with a bow and, and run off. So these are things we can heal within ourselves. We need to bring them to the surface, look at them where we got them and decide whether we want to keep them or discard them or replace them. And then we will become more comfortable in the world. We'll lose our fear in the world that is misplaced. You know, it's always good to be wise in the world, wickedly wise, right? <laughs> but it is also important to not walk around fearful of everybody. And this will help. Yeah. Well, what I'm hearing is, you know, just be informed, right? So I definitely, in my past, when I was less conscious and had done less work on myself, I definitely had some of those hijackal traits and I definitely had the black and white thinking when I was in my 20s, when I was in that marriage and ended up in therapy. That was one of the first things that the therapist was, you know, reflecting to me was that I had black and white thinking. So yeah, beautiful. Well, I want to ask you now, because you've been an entrepreneur and in your field and doing this work for as long as you have, which is, you are an epic way shower and pioneer. I want to ask you, Roberta, how it's been for you to be in that, that role, in that position as a way shower, as somebody who had to stand up and speak out your truth and probably back 34 years ago in an environment where it was exponentially less conducive to expressing your own truth. And I feel like our environment right now, we're going in, in the wrong direction in our culture here in the United States and with our government, but we're not going to have that conversation today because we certainly don't have enough time for that. But I, I'd like to hear about how you came up and what you've seen over the last 34 years in terms of acceptance of what you are, are pioneering here. Well, there are two pieces to that excellent question, Emerald. One of them is the women's issue, you know, because there is inequity in that situation still. And the other is the willingness and ability to speak out and be heard, whether you're male or female. Because as a male, if you were being dominated by a female or somebody, you know, we used to call them high maintenance women, they're hijackals. A high-maintenance woman is not the woman that you have to spend your life savings in order to buy her labotins. A high-maintenance woman to me is a woman who is dominating, controlling. You can't do anything right. You're always at her feet looking for her approval. So it works in both the situations. But over the last years, first of all, getting people to believe that, oh, how can you say that about something? That poor person had a bad childhood. Yeah, they did. But you know what? You're not responsible for their bad childhood. And if you go on that compassion train too far, you're going to hit a dead end and you're going to smash into the wall. So it's very important for us to be able to separate out the fact that someone's behavior is not my responsibility to fix. I can observe it. I can deal with my part of it. You know, when I wrote the book Kaizen for Couples, I put in there my secret sauce, which is two chapters on how to do what I call the personal weather report, to take personal responsibility for the fact that you have the right, here's my definition of assertiveness, Emerald, a person who knows they have the right to take up space and draw breath on this earth knows that they have the right to say what they think, feel, need, and want without mentioning another human by name or pronoun. Interesting. 
Well, so can you talk just a little bit before we close, because we only have a few more minutes, about maybe give our listeners something that you did for yourself to help you stay the course, to help you continue to show up, to help you to continue to shine your light on this massively dysfunctional dynamic that is destructive and horrible for so many people. What is the thing that you do to keep yourself in the game? Well, that would be my spiritual life. I've had a spiritual life since I was three years old when I didn't want to be with my parents anymore. And I asked to go with the minister at the church behind me because I liked him better. (laughs) And that was the beginning. Fortunately, I was always a very strong child. And I realized when I was five or six years old that these people were little cray cray and I didn't (laughs) want to be around them much. I also learned that I could lie to them and they didn't really care because then they didn't have to take care of me. So I could pretty much have the life that I wanted. But in the later years, what kept me so strong was continuing on that path. You know, I discovered yoga when I was 19 years old and nobody ever, nobody knew anything. It literally happened. I was in the library of a small town where I was born and a book fell off the shelf and it was about yoga. So that put me off on a long path of studying in India and doing things like that, studying Ayurveda. And then I got into mysticism and was very supported by that, well above the dogmatic situations that we'd find in various places, things that are more general and overreaching. And that brought me a lot of peace. So yes, I tie into those things. But also, when you have recognized that people want to decide who you are, and you don't have to let them, that is a very powerful place. You know that. I mean, you know how you've walked through things. And I know how you've walked through things because we've talked. And there would have been many, many times when people could have batted us down and we could have just become, you know, a doormat. That's what hijackal is like. There's no place on earth that I would rather be than standing upright in my power and having equity in the world to love and be loved. Oh, that is beautiful. Dr. Roberta, this has been a fabulous interview. I hope that our listeners really tune in and consume even more of what you have to offer because you are wealthy with your wisdom and highly generous as well. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to be with us today. I know you're a very busy lady, so I'm going to let you go. And right now, listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that listed in the show notes. Also check out Dr. Roberta at transformingrelationship.com. Again, we'll have that in the show notes. Send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. 
We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.